Guess what today's story starts with? If your guess was another crowd, then you got it. You're spot on. At this point, it's almost frustrating how often Mark is mentioning the crowd. It's in every story of these first few chapters. Now, here's a simple rule of thumb for reading scripture. Nothing is there on accident. If something sticks out to you, like how every story is about a crowd, for example, then it's probably trying to tell you something. What's Mark telling us about this movement? Well, several things. Obviously that there was a crazy amount of people who were curious about the movement of Jesus, but I think there's another thing he's trying to point out. A point that will come through in the parable Jesus is about to use, that just because there is a crowd, doesn't mean that everyone in the crowd is getting it. This movement is like seed. A farmer throws out a ton of seed in the hopes that some of them will grow roots and grow up to bear fruit. Today's story is a sobering invitation, a reminder that if we want to bear fruit, there is work to be done, and the work involves looking inwardly at our own heart to see if this story, this good news of the gospel is actually taking root. So let's go. Welcome to season six of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes would lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, Whatever it is for you, the goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. Jesus was back in the boat, a strategy that seemed to work well with a crowd this size. It allowed as many people as possible to gather on the shore and hear his voice as he projected it out. Matthew sat back and listened, still in awe that he was allowed to join this group of disciples, still, if he was being honest, wondering when the hammer would drop and he'd realize they were just messing with him the entire time. He sat in the back of the boat with Jesus, papyrus in hand, ready to jot down any new teachings Jesus may have. And on this particular day, he had a whole bunch. He was speaking freely, unlike Matthew had heard as of yet. Mostly stories. And yet, Matthew found himself able to hear past what Jesus was saying to the real message. After years of collecting taxes, he prided himself on being able to understand the real things people were saying, beneath all of the layers and all the excuses they would make for being late on payments. He laughed quietly to himself, happy to be putting his skill set towards something productive. Listen, Jesus said, drawing any wandering or idle listeners back to him. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, 
which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. The crowd shared confused looks. Some shook their head in defeat. Some began to wander off to find themselves some lunch. Jesus just stood in the boat unaffected and kept talking. Whoever has ears, he said, let them hear. Matthew was unsure who he really said that last part to, as now more people from the crowd grew tired of standing in the heat and began to migrate off to find a place to sit down. By the time Matthew finished scribbling that last phrase, he looked up to realize they had pushed off into the water. Back on the beach, the crowd was scattering. Jesus just looked at his disciples and began passing around the bread as he asked them lighthearted questions. That's how it always went with Jesus. Big, life-changing content followed quickly by a lighthearted question. Heavy, but light. Light, but heavy. The other disciples were doing their best to engage in the conversation, but everyone was thinking the same thing. Realizing no one was going to speak up, Matthew broke the ice. Rabbi, he said, taking advantage of the rare silence in this group. Why? Um, I mean, I love what you just said today, he stumbled through, but why? What, what's the deal with all the parables? Why not just tell everyone what they need to hear? Jesus was quiet for a beat. To Matthew, it felt like an eternity. He stared out into the water, contemplating the question. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, he finally said. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. The disciples had had questions before he said that, but now their questions turned into downright confusion. But Jesus just continued, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. The disciples' eyes were locked on Jesus, as if their ears had finally been opened and they were actually understanding what he was saying. Jesus just simply smiled and nodded. You're getting it. And whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Matthew didn't even look up. 
He had never written so fast in his entire life, furiously scribbling down every last word. I'll say it like this, Jesus continued. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Though he does not know how, all by itself the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come more nods from the disciples like children when they finally understand the joke that all the adults have been laughing about the whole time they were elbowing each other playfully excited wanting more begging jesus to keep going fine jesus said as if reading their minds what shall we say the kingdom of god is like or what parable shall we use to describe it it is like a mustard seed which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Matthew had never heard so much wisdom in his entire life. It seemed to flow effortlessly from the rabbi. He just kept the parables going. And although he never explained what he meant to the crowds, whenever they'd find a way to get away, he would stop and explain everything. These parables are one of my favorite things about Jesus. One of the mistakes we often make as humans is thinking there are simple solutions to complex problems. But there aren't. That's not how the world works. And when we search for easy ways to sort through complexity, we end up with a lot of people disagreeing about a lot of things. Jesus took a different approach. He told stories. He asked questions. He seemed to be more interested in keeping the conversation going with a response than ending it with an answer as if he knew he had to teach the crowds, but especially his disciples, how to think for themselves, how to think critically, how to approach the world with curiosity and form an opinion and express it with confidence, not in arrogance, but with authenticity and courage. Because so much of the kingdom of heaven is a mystery. If it could be fully explained with words, we'd fully grasp it by now. But of course, we haven't gotten there yet, which is why your job today is to dive headfirst into all the questions, to use your mind, the mind God has given you, to research and think and ask and have conversations and unpack it together. And at the exact same time, your job is also to surrender to the mystery and to trust that God is God and you are not. I can't imagine how much the disciples' heads must have been spinning that day on the boat. What if we could all allow ourselves to sit in that same tension? The mystery of the kingdom of God is just that, a mystery. What if we let it lead us to surrender and worship? So take a moment and drop whatever other thing you have going on in your life right now and just trust that God is in control. 
and that as you continue to let God work out the thorns and rocks in your heart, you'll begin to see fruit just naturally spring up 30, 60, maybe even 100 times what you thought it would be. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope Season 6 is bringing Mark's Gospel to life for you, and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.